Hello and welcome to Fintech Insider Insights. I'm Ross Gallagher. Today I'm really excited to be taking a deep dive on Luxembourg as one of the biggest and up-and-coming fintech hubs in Europe and one you've probably never heard of. I know what you're thinking. How can a fintech hub be such a big deal if no one's ever heard of it? Where's Luxembourg anyway? Isn't it that tiny country sandwiched between France, Belgium and Germany? And the answer is yes, it is. But it's been beavering away to really earn its stripes in international fintech. I was as skeptical as you when I went over beginning of June this year to the opening of Loft or the Luxembourg House of Financial Technologies new office launch. However, while I was over there, I got to speak to some awesome people and find out all about their mission statement and what they're working towards. And it's actually really impressive. Some of those insights you'll hear shortly. They can give London or Berlin or any of the other European fintech hubs a real run for their money. As I said, myself and the Fintech Insider team went to visit the Luxembourg House of Fintech earlier in the summer to check out their new office launch and to interview some fantastic folk. This is Nazir Zabari, CEO of Loft, to explain their mission statement. Right. Well, our mission statement is really to ensure the future competitiveness of Luxembourg's finance industry, because digital is fundamentally core to ensuring that the larger institutions in particular remain at the front of their field and so that's really what we work around my three pillars this three always looks nice on a powerpoint presentation right so so it's ecosystem knowledge and projects right so ecosystem you've talked about exactly we connect the dots in luxembourg and then connect those dots outside of luxembourg as well Uh, but what's interesting in terms of our role here in connecting internationally it's not about pulling people to Luxembourg. It's about finding solutions that work for the firms here because they're desperate for it. And then maybe after some time, those firms realize they can do great business here, so they end up moving here. Then with the knowledge, as you said, education, but also knowledge and helping to show off what Luxembourg is doing. And then the last thing is the project side, right? So we, um, we do initiate and instigate and control and project manage various projects where, you know, as you've probably seen yourselves, most institutions, particularly on the back office, middle office side, they all have the same problems, no matter how unique they think they are. KYC's primary example. And what we got here was managed to sort of just say, well, you've all got the same problem, let's solve this together. Solving problems together for the greater good seems to be the mission statement of not just Loft, but also the whole of Luxembourg. Everyone I spoke to told me about the incredible diversity of the country, the international nature of its residents, and the wide range of financial and commercial businesses coming into the country. This is Nicholas Mikel, CEO of Luxembourg for Finance, a public-private partnership between the Luxembourg government and the Luxembourg Financial Industry Federation. Founded in 2008, its objective is to develop Luxembourg's financial services industry and identify new business opportunities. Luxembourg may not be known very well, but um, for people who come here who discover it, they also discover that Luxembourg is a fantastically international country. You should know that you are in a city, a European capital, that has a population that is 67% made up of non-nationals. Imagine that. The country in general is 47% non-nationals. This is amazing. You have 172 different nationalities here uh, represented. So it's a really uh, very diverse ecosystem. That is one of the distinguishing features. It's probably due to our history as a country that uh, has been regularly fought over by all sorts of powers in Europe. Uh, I think the only ones that have never fought a war 
against Luxembourg was uh, the British. <laughs> um, as you can see, most people here come from all over the place. 50% of the population are foreigners. In financial services, that percentage is significantly higher. So a lot of the CEOs, UK, France, Germany, US, wherever. Um, what was really interesting, they talk about what they're looking to do strategically for their company, for themselves, and every single one of them said, and let's do something great for Luxembourg. And I feel that because how often in your life can you make a difference yeah. to a country, right? There's this belief here that we can help drive a country forward, which is phenomenal, right? And it's very inspiring. But uh, what makes a difference in this field is that we have a, a very large international financial center here, one of the largest of Europe. This is Pierre Grimenyu, the Luxembourg finance minister. Yep. So we have 140 banks, uh, $5,000 billion uh, under assets in the investment fund industry. So you have players here, potential users of fintech and potential users of artificial intelligence or regtech. So not only are you in a country that's very open, but in this case, you also have potential customers or potential partners. Sure. And this combination uh, is for our country rather rare. Yeah, That's Luxembourg, though, too. Yeah, Luxembourg yeah. is so small, it's always had to look outside for business. Sure, sure, so sure. again, we have this international perspective. This is Denise Voss, chairman of ALFI, or the Association of the Luxembourg Fund Industry. So in, in Alfie, in the fund industry, for instance, we go, we did, last year we did eight roadshows in yeah. more than 15 cities. So we do an annual Asian roadshow. And then actually, what we now bring to our roadshows, so in Asia we go to Hong Kong, uh, Tokyo, and Singapore, yep. as we did this year. And what we bring now, though, is technology, because we have a session on, on technology, basically showcasing Luxembourg and the local um, initiatives yep. in technology, which is important as well. So again, creating, continuing to create that bridge. So... As you've heard, this tiny country is culturally diverse with outreach across the world. For a country with a population of less than 600,000, they are punching above their weight and I love it. So what is it that makes them stand out so much, aside from their huge international community? Everyone I spoke to told me about how engaged their government is in fintech and investing in its development. This is Pierre Gramenya, the Luxembourg finance minister. If we want to be successful in the field of fintech for Luxembourg, we need to have the private sector and the public sector on board and have players of the private sector from different sizes, from different areas to come together and the public sector being the booster, the one who gives uh, also the intellectual incentive to be together. And I think uh, we really managed to do that. You know, alongside us, a lot of the financial associations, the government, everyone, they're just deeply engaged. It really goes to show getting that government, private sector and the entire ecosystem working together is really making things happen here. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, this, this place is financed by the Chamber of Commerce. That's not even government. That's an independent entity. Where else could you imagine that? Could you imagine that happening in the UK, right? I mean, it's, you've seen yeah, the initiative comes from a larger government initiative that looked at creating a digital strategy for the country. This is Nicholas Mackel on how the government were behind the creation of Luxembourg for Finance. E-administration, e-health, e-government, uh, and of course, given the importance of financial services yeah. in Luxembourg, 
fintech. I was then tasked by the government to uh, get together all the major stakeholders and work out a uh, strategy in the area of fintech. One of the things we really focused on and, and one of the very strong recommendations we made was the creation of a national fintech platform. Now maybe the differentiating factor vis-a-vis -vis other such initiatives here was our objective was not only don't misunderstand me, to bring startups to Luxembourg. Our objective was kind of different. What we said was we have a fantastic financial industry today. We want to remain one of the leading financial centers in Europe. What is it we need to do in order to help the existing financial industry manage the transition into the digital era. Yeah. And that is where we came up with the, the, the need to create a national fintech platform on which all the different parts of the fintech community Luxembourg could come together. So that's obviously the startups and the established players, banks, asset managers, insurers, um, but then also the authorities like sure. the regulator, the um, people from academia. Yeah. that bring the intellectual firepower and many other people and then work together to develop solutions that will help not only keep Luxembourg competitive in the 21st century but also make it one of the leaders in uh, digital financial services. That was our key objective. So the government are on board, that much is clear. The international community add a distinct flavour to the USP of Luxembourg as a fintech hub. But what else are the USPs of Luxembourg? My team of experts revealed all, including the huge name companies that call Luxembourg home. Yeah, because that's what's really special about Luxembourg. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I mean, you're going to meet some of these guys today, just down to earth, normal people, and they're all situated within this tiny country, 140-odd yeah. banks, thousands of fund managers, yeah. and you can just go and chat to them and yeah. get stuff done, which is really incredible. Luxembourg has already a fantastic innovation support ecosystem. Uh, we are here at the House of Startups within the premises of the loft and there are many other initiatives of this kind. So there, there's really a fantastic infrastructure in Luxembourg available. But then also in certain verticals, Luxembourg has been playing a very, very leading role. Take payments, for instance. There's good reason why PayPal is in Luxembourg and actually got a banking license in Luxembourg. The same goes for Rakuten. Amazon Payment Services is in Luxembourg and is one of the big actors. And then you have a Chinese players like Ping Pong and so on. You have many of the international banking brands here. You have the whole asset management industry where Luxembourg really is number one. And that also makes that for quite a number of startups, maybe not those in the B2C area, but those yeah. in the B2B area, this really is a key market because many of their potential customers are here. Luxembourg is a, uh, in the uh, asset management industry, for instance, a risk, a risk management and compliance center. So everybody who is in uh, developing software, uh, which post-crisis is a booming market Absolutely. in the area of uh, compliance, risk management, well, this is where your clients are. Generally, um, I think we have managed very well to not only diversify into different areas, we see Luxembourg as a leader when it comes to, for instance, sustainable finance, in particular green finance. You have uh, more than half of the world's 
green bonds are listed on the Luxembourg Stock Exchange. A third of European uh, renewable energy funds are Luxembourg funds. Two-thirds of microfinance funds in Europe are Luxembourg funds. So you see that Luxembourg is really becoming a very important player in certain areas. I mentioned China before. Renminbi business, Luxembourg yeah. also has been playing a very strong role, even the leading role in Europe, both in the area of investment funds, in the area of bond listings again, but also more importantly, by being the EU hub for seven of the most important Chinese banks. And then we have uh, many other areas we are working on. That's really kudos to, to Nazir and, and the other, I would say the other, you know, related to fintech or, or startup groups in Luxembourg as well. And that's also typically Luxembourgish, I think, too, is to reach out. But really hats off for pushing that far and, and, and saying, look, you know, we can be competitors, quote unquote, in terms yeah. of getting the, ne- you know, the next big fintech out, you yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. our country. But right. it's much better to, to work together and, uh, and, and create associations. So we wanted to dig a little deeper into the international view of Luxembourg and speak to a couple of the companies that have come to Luxembourg from abroad. We wanted the outsider perspective to complement everything Pierre Gromenia, Nicholas, Nasir and Denise have been saying. What made them choose Luxembourg? What did it and does it offer them that they liked? This is Mike Kane, CEO of Hydrogen, a global financial platform of the Web 3.0 and a winner of LOF's FinTech Award 2018. They're based in New York, but have recently opened up a presence in Luxembourg. Mike describes Luxembourg as the Silicon Valley of Europe. So Hydrogen is the global financial platform of the Web 3.0. For those who are on the podcast who aren't familiar, the Web 1.0 was really the dot-com bubble. It was bringing offline businesses like banking and bringing them online. Uh, The Web 2.0 was making those businesses more social. And that really didn't touch financial services. But the Web 3.0 will. Uh, and this is decentralization of financial services and fintech in general. And it's empowering users uh, and empowering people around the globe to have access to their data, uh, to have a more global perspective and more open uh, banking, more open architecture viewpoint. Uh, so that's really what Hydrogen is all about is we have an entire platform that allows any fintech or enterprise to build really cool fintech applications in an open environment, uh, and then also decentralize them through our blockchain. Hydrogen is based in New York. Uh, We're headquartered here in the US, but we have over 12,000 developers around the globe now, and just over six months since we launched uh, that are using the platform. Uh, And that's in over 50 different countries. So quite comprehensive uh, coverage we have in Europe, Latin America, uh, Asia, Africa, uh, etc. Luxembourg was really interesting to us when we were introduced to the Loft and KPMG and some other uh, companies there and their fintech awards because we see a huge opportunity for more open banking, more open fintech in Europe, especially. Uh, Europe is much further ahead of other places in the world and thinking about APIs and connectivity and uh, GDPR, identity management, decentralization, things like this. Uh, So we think it's a great place, a great opportunity. Luxembourg government's very friendly to startups. And and that's really what attracted to us was there's just this huge opportunity in the continent. uh, And there really hasn't been a city or a country that's dominated the fintech scene like you would see here in the US with uh, Silicon Valley. So I think the opportunity is the key word there. And, you you know, London, could be that place, Luxembourg could be that place. 
I think Luxembourg has an advantage in that it's uh, smaller and you know, they have a very friendly uh, government uh, and they have a lot of financial businesses there. Uh, I think they're the second largest uh, financial and asset management center in the world. So there, there's already a lot of infrastructure there. They just need now young entrepreneurs to come with really cool ideas and start building companies. We have, I think, a unique opportunity uh, in Luxembourg to really build what I consider Silicon Valley of Europe. Uh, but it's not just our platform. I think there's a lot of other uh, companion pieces that can be uh, put in place uh, in other parts of tech and fintech to really build out this ecosystem. Um, and really, we want to just empower companies. Uh, we say on our platform, in one hour, you could actually build a whole fintech application. Uh, you could decentralize that. You could use the blockchain uh, to do all kinds of cool things. So really just trying to help firms in Europe speed up the process, uh, get to market faster, iterate, really think more like companies do out in, in, the, in the valley and bring that kind of thinking to Europe, we think is very important. So we actually applied to their uh, FinTech Awards, which was sponsored by uh, KPMG uh, and also the Loft. Uh, we applied really on a whim. We didn't really know too much about the ecosystem, about Luxembourg. As we talked to some of their uh, founders and some of their executives, we got really excited. We're like, wow, this is really good opportunity for us. We have unique opportunity uh, on our platform because we have this global presence and we already have quite a few developers in Europe using the platform. Uh, so we, we applied, they selected as a finalist, uh, and I pitched that day and, and we were surprised we, we won because I think that they see the same opportunity that we do. This is Andy Bryant, COO of Bitflyer Europe, whose European offices are based in Luxembourg. So Bitflyer is a Bitcoin and virtual currency exchange and blockchain company headquartered in uh, Tokyo, Japan, founded in 2014. Uh, and since then growing to be one of the largest, if not the largest Bitcoin exchange uh, and virtual currency exchange in Japan, and by some measures, depending on what you're looking at in the world by trading volume. We have three locations, one in Japan, Tokyo, uh, where that's the headquarters. We have uh, the Luxembourg office where I'm sitting, which is uh, the headquarters for Bitfly Europe, uh, which covers the EU. And then finally, uh, the US office based in San Francisco covering North America. So uh, even from the very early days of Bitflyer, our CEO, um, user Kano, decided that he wanted us to be a global company. So the ambition is always to, to look to kind of branch out at an early time, if possible. So when it came to setting up our European division, there's a few options, of course. There are, there are several fintech hubs or kind of self-branded fintech hubs across the EU. In 2015, uh, Luxembourg was actually still the only place that had offered a, um, a license to uh, a cryptocurrency company. So there was a strong precedent there. Um, and when it came to weighing up uh, where we should be, obviously it was basically going to be London or Luxembourg for, for that reason. And then sort of the, the Brexit vote happened and that kind of made the decision easy for us. But it wasn't just about the licensing. I mean, there are several things that we liked about Luxembourg when we came to, to take a look at it. Uh, for one thing, like English isn't a problem. The regulator is sort of quite open-minded, and, and you know you can just pick up the phone and, and get someone on the end, and you can ask them questions instead of having to write letters to lawyers and wait three weeks for a response. So we found the regulator very approachable and, and pragmatic. And then, of course, it's you know small, sort of wealthy, uh, well, well-educated population uh, with with good language skills, um, a strong finance industry, and general 
good quality of life. And uh, in terms of finding people for our teams, uh, that we haven't found a problem. And it just seemed to be the right balance of you know, population, economy, financial services support, professional services support, and uh, an open-minded regulator, um, which kind of sealed the deal for us. In my previous roles, I've, I've worked with several regulators. I've worked with uh, FCA in the UK. I've worked with the SFC in Hong Kong. I've worked with the DFSA in Dubai. And uh, one thing that was nice about the CSSF was that there was, you know, that it is possible to speak to them. Uh, you, you know, there's there's not so much going on that you need to sort of get in a queue and, and wait your turn and, and take a number ticket or, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, that's kind of exaggerating things a little bit, but. It's because the country is a small country, I guess, that, that you are able to get that kind of access. And, and you know, we've been to, to, to events where we, we rub shoulders with the Minister of Finance or with the Prime Minister, even the, you know, the, the Duke and, and Duchess of Luxembourg. So, you know, it's a small place and you get to meet like everyone in, in a matter of months and uh, once you arrive. And it's kind of quite, quite a nice sense of community you get here, a close-knit community. Uh, and... That's just sort of that's one benefit of, of I guess having being in a smaller smaller place, even though it doesn't really feel like it's uh, a, a disabling factor because it hasn't really impeded our growth at all. We're still growing rapidly and finding all the people we need. I mean, the the, the regulator in Luxembourg, the CSSF, is very highly regarded, and having a license from them uh, or a license from the FCA in the UK sort of means. More, I dare say, in, in terms of reputation than some of the other countries where you, you, you may apply for a license. So there is that kind of credibility. And even though Luxembourg is a small country, it's, it's well known for its financial services and infrastructure. So, and the CSSF is a very well regarded regulator. It's very thorough. And so I, I was in London um, for a few years before I joined. I actually left London to come to Luxembourg for this opportunity. So you know, I'm kind of a direct example of uh, maybe a story we may start to hear more about over the next few months or years. For me, of course, you know, I miss being able to go around the corner and get my flat white from Cafe Nero, maybe. But on the other hand, I don't miss uh, kind of trading up from a two-bedroom apartment Fulham to like a five-bedroom semi-detached house with a garden, uh, which at the same time as I'm starting a family is, is like a really nice <laughs> trade to make. I don't miss the dirty air of London. I don't miss, uh, you know, the incredibly hot underground <laughs> during the summer. And but don't get me wrong, we London's important. And we come there for business all the time. But actually, uh, on a personal level, this is kind of quite a nice time in my life to be to be in Luxembourg, and it's a really really great place for families. Uh, the benefits are great. You, I'm starting to understand why they call it you know, the, the golden prison because a lot of people come here for a year or two and uh, then you speak to them and 10 years later, they're still here because it's just so comfortable that they, they didn't think to leave. This is Elena Pugia, MD of Data Economy. So my name is Elena Pugia. I'm the Managing Director of Economy Media and the founder of The Natives. We are a media platform that focuses on covering topics related to data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence, and some industry verticals such as fintech, govtech, and health tech. Um, and Data Natives is the community that we're running around the world with chapters in 51 locations. And we are also present in Luxembourg. We really support the, the ecosystem there, and we're really happy to be part of that ecosystem because uh, we, we see there's a lot of exciting things happening, especially in the in the fintech space and a lot of synergies and connection and we, we want to be there and be part of the conversation.
it is a rather small city and a small ecosystem. I mean, it's a country city in a way, but it's it's very important. We, we, we see a lot of innovation happening there. And of course, we want to be part of, as I said, of this conversation and to, to foster as much of it as possible. So for us, it's important to be there so we can bring, uh, re- bring and foster relationships outside of Luxembourg, but also see what Luxembourg has to give. So I think the advantage of Luxembourg is that it's uh, there's a lot of reasons why I see there's an advantage between Luxembourg and other fintech ecosystems. I mean, it has it has a lot of corporates uh, that they are sitting there and they're, they're all choosing that as a neutral location. It's quite a neutral location, which I think that that makes it very unique. Uh, and at the same time, now that there's that Europe is going through a transitional phase with with let's say centers changing position and different ecosystem getting stronger in different areas, I really see Luxembourg as, as getting as getting stronger in the financial sector. I mean, of course, we already know that there's so many banks there that sit there. So I really think that it can be a good connector facilitator to bringing innovation. Um, in this in this domain uh, and connect the corporates with with the startups. Luxembourg is very important, especially for Europe, and especially because the economy and the natives is promoting what's happening here in Europe, and it, it and its aim is to bring um, all the stakeholders together in Europe. So for us, that, that that's why Luxembourg is also very important. I mean, that's that's one of the well, I think that's one of the competitive advantages of, of Luxembourg. That uh, if anything, it's just in a location where it's quite tiny, but the ecosystem is very strong. There's a lot of old corporates there who have the the capacity and the ability to move this forward and actually create other bonds with other networks. So of course, like compared to now that Brexit is happening, uh, I think that uh, Luxembourg can really shine. And I also like all of the guys that work at Loft and I like their spirit. And I think that's, I think that's what he brings really with Loft because in an essence, Luxembourg is, as I mentioned, like a very strong, um, city uh, where there's a, there a lot of old corporations that sit there that that have the money to do to bring the change but you can't do something innovative if you don't have the mindset and the attitude and I think that the loft really does that so that is what I see that they could bring to the table they can really communicate between the old economy and the new economy and really translate things to each other because if you know they have the um, they also have the network and they have the support. I mean, Loft is supported by a lot of uh, of the big corporates. So I think that they have the support, they have the network that can really facilitate as long as they can bring together these two systems, these two worlds. Yeah, I think when it comes to um, now with the Brexit, basically when it comes to who is going to be leading the or where is going to be the, ne- the next financial center, Frankfurt is a close one, but I think that the culture in Frankfurt is very different and it wouldn't have the same kind of mindset as a very collaborative environment, I think, in Luxembourg, which is, is, is fostered by the fact that even Loft, it's something in between a government or it's supported by a government organization slash um, corporate. So there's more of different institutions together combined leading to- towards a desired result. That's the, the message, I think, with new economy, that it's all about collaboration. And it's not about being highly, you know, organized in, in your principles. It's it's more about being able to be flexible and accommodating and work together. And I think this is something that if you have a organization like Loft that does that, and can be in the center of things like that, then you, you know, you've got the, the, the right ingredients for successful cooperation. So there's a huge elephant in the room here, as there always is when we in London talk about the European fintech scene. 
I'm talking, of course, about Brexit. London potentially has a lot to lose when it comes to Brexit. However, Luxembourg potentially has everything to gain. With a fantastic position within the European markets, Luxembourg has a lot to offer those looking to trade within the single market, especially once London is no longer in it. Pierre told me more. And I, I think uh, one of the greatest surprises of Brexit sure. was uh, that we were getting so much attention in the field of fintech. Yeah. Now we were hoping and we were confident that we would get a lot of interest from big American banks, from asset managers. The surprise came that on top of those, we got a lot of interest from insurance yeah. and fintech. Yeah. And the fintech part, we had not anticipated. And the reason why the fintech companies, like I did in London, were so keen, yeah. they said to us, you know, in the end, what we want is access to market. Yeah. So London is the largest financial center in the world. That's pretty good. It's, yeah. a, it's a good uh, uh, springboard, a sounding board. It's also a place where we will continue to do business. Yeah. But if we don't have that access to the EU single market, we need a place on the European continent. Absolutely. And then they chose us. So that was very good. Nicholas at Lux for Finance supports this view and adds that Luxembourg will be only too happy to embrace those companies looking for a post-Brexit hub outside of London. And the industry has confirmed this by, for instance, in the context of Brexit, many of them have chosen Luxembourg uh, to come and set up their post-Brexit EU hub in Luxembourg. Unfortunately, they had to. We very much regret that. But once they have to leave London because they will lose passporting, um, we stand there with open arms, of course. So Luxembourg stands ready and waiting to claim the fintech crown from London should Brexit provide that opportunity. As I might have said already, it's a tiny country with big ambitions. This David v. Goliath attitude is something that strikes a chord with us at 11FS being a small team taking on big consultancies. But the ambitions don't stop there for Luxembourg. Finance Minister Pierre Gremenia told me more. To combine fintech and climate change... Wow. That would be very smart. Uh, And I think it's not impossible at all because you could say making fintech sustainable uh, is is a very obvious goal. And so combining the two would make sense. And I hope we can do that. Now, we have one accelerator here, the the Climate Finance Accelerator, who, who decided to be in this place. Uh, just to meet all these fintech companies, that's good. So this accelerator is the start, maybe, of something that will grow. Again, uh, obviously, the people that work here, that invent things here, their first priority is to find something that they can easily market inside the European Union. That's an obvious one, or to the United States. But let's also think a little bit more widely about the whole of our planet. Uh, Now, in in, in sub-Saharan Africa, where people are extremely poor, everybody has a smartphone. So now payment in in Africa is becoming more and more digital, probably faster than in our country, because the infrastructure there is lacking completely. But the smartphone gives you another type of infrastructure. So I think fintech uh, has the potential to reach out to the West. Well, it will be a good contribution of our country, too. You know, it's... uh, the fact that Luxembourg is one of the three countries that uh, makes a 1% contribution to development aid compared to GDP, uh, yeah. only with uh, Norway and I think uh, Denmark. Yeah. Um, and uh, FinTech uh, is uh, 
is not a donation, it's not a subsidy, it's just a technology that helps right. you reach out. These ambitions to align fintech and climate change are monumental and so, so impressive. It's easy to be sceptical about whether it's actually achievable, but the ambition alone is laudable. And as we've seen so far, Luxembourg is not to be underestimated. So what does the immediate future look like? How are they going to achieve these big ambitions? I think fintech, what we are looking for is now the loft uh, taking off, reaching a cruising altitude and then starting also to uh, deliver on uh, solutions that uh, they have started to work on, onboarding obviously new uh, new partners uh, in that area. So really um, trying to see what is it that we can develop in terms of utilities, uh, platforms here in Luxembourg for the industry to use and that would help make Luxembourg really a special place in digital finance. We continuously build yeah. on this. Uh, I will be traveling to um, Korea later uh, this month with the Prime Minister where we will sign a, uh, an MOU on fintech with the government of the municipality of Seoul which have major ambitions in the area of fintech of course. You have many many uh, fantastic startups in uh, Korea in the area of technology obviously but then also not only startups. I mean Samsung with uh, sure, Samsung sure, Pay is one yeah. of the giants in this area. We obviously have very, very good relations in China. We have very good relations in the US. Uh, and that is something we leverage. And that is also why the industry here in Luxembourg so much likes becoming part of the loft, because it's really giving them access to this international network. When I talk to the CEOs of the insurance companies that have joined the loft or banks, um, that is one of the main features that they say is pushing them to become members of the loft, access to an international network which then gives them access to solutions that are developed by startups from Japan, from Korea, from China, uh, from the US and that is exactly fulfilling the objective that we gave the loft, namely provide the industry with the solutions that they need in order to remain competitive. Remaining competitive is 100% in Luxembourg's DNA. I learned such a lot from my visit to The Loft and speaking to all of our interviewees. Competition is important, but so is collaboration. Overall, their ethos seems to be, why work on things separately when we could work together and solve the same problems faster and possibly better than in isolation? This welcoming ethos is so refreshing and I look forward to seeing what happens in the near future. So there you have it, Luxembourg, the biggest FinTech hub you've never heard of until now. Watch this space. This episode was hosted by me, Ross Gallagher, written by Laura Watkins, produced by Laura Watkins and Petra Berisha, and edited by Michael Bailey. Thanks to Pierre Gramenia, Luxembourg Finance Minister, Nicholas Mikel, CEO of Luxembourg for Finance, Nazir Zabari, CEO of Loft, Denise Voss, Chairman of Alfie, the Association of the Luxembourg Fund Industry, Mike Kane, co-founder of Hydrogen, Andy Bryant, COO of Bitflyer Europe, Elena Pugia, MD of Data Economy, 
Manon Loison, and all the team at The Loft that made this episode possible. 11FS, the people who brought you this podcast, transform businesses, and frankly, we get shit done. To find out what we can do for you, visit 11FS.com or email hello at 11FS.com. If we hooked you with this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast client and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for more exclusive content. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.